0: Asalaamu Alaikum warahmatullahi to everyone. Wa oh, alaikum assalam, I Amin. Mean, oh, and you're, everyone. You're the listener. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. <laughs> What's good, man? How are you? Alhamdulillah. Once again, I've only been up for 20 minutes. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. It's, uh, it's, how, it's how the life is right now. When did you finish work yesterday? I got home about one in the morning, I think. Which isn't too mm. bad. It's not the latest, but yeah Um, it's been a long week Mm. well to be honest with you i woke up in my time zone i woke up after you even oh um (laughs) yeah you did (laughs) pretty late (laughs) no you know what i mean like uh i woke up pretty late because i think for like two three months now no matter when i sleep you know sometimes i sleep at 1 2 a.m right and I'll just still wake up at the same time in the morning. And I guess that's built up. So yeah. um, just, you know, this one time I just uh, kind of went all out kind of thing. Not really on purpose, but um, I think it's ne- it was needed maybe. <laughs> yeah. Our so, sleep's yeah. quite broken because um,
1: obviously my, my boy comes in really early, wakes us up. Mm. And then mm. either, I mean, most of the time it's my wife that goes and deals with him in the morning. I'm ashamed mm. to say, uh, but it's just
0: the reality of the situation. And then,
1: mm. and, um, and then it's so good, he's not in. He's, he's in his
0: own room, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, but he'll just storm in in the morning, demanding porridge. Mm. <laughs> just to, porridge like, is good. That's I try good. and convince him. I'm like, oh, Suleiman, man, it's dark. Let's just sleep. Like, come on, <laughs> let's sleep. And he's like, no, it's porridge. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, nice what does he have with porridge It's just porridge and honey or
1: sometimes cornflakes he just wants those two in the morning I've had it where he's literally Mm. uh, like he'll wake up in the middle of the night like not even early morning just like it could be like two o'clock in the the morning or whatever and immediately as soon as he opens his eyes he's like porridge, milk Mm. and I'm like Mm. no it's no just go to bed (laughs) 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 um, (laughs) kids man (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah Just reading actually a, uh, I'm still in the middle of it. I was reading a little article by uh, Paul Graham. Mm-hmm. Uh, You've probably not heard of him. Do you know who he is? No. He's um, he's one of the founders of uh, Y Combinator, uh, one of the most successful like business incubators in the world. Uh, okay. So all these big companies have been through. An incubator is like a, a business. Uh, it's like a, a boot camp, I suppose, for companies. Mm. Okay, so uh, you've got a good idea. You pitch them. They're like, okay, that's a good idea. Like, we, we can actually help you with it. We think you guys are qualified to turn this into a big business. So come in, uh, f- stay with us. Like, they, I, I, I don't know, you live in the area, and then every day for, like, I think maybe three we- three months or something, you go in, and they help you with all these fundamentals of the business. And then you, you at the end of it, they might invest in the company as well. And then you go off and, and do your thing, right? Oh, wow. And... Yeah, so uh, there are many incubators now, but I think YC was one of the first ones or one of it's one of it's one the, the most known one if you like because like Airbnb, um Reddit, um Dropbox, uh Stripe, they all went through Y Combinator. Okay. So it's uh, so they got a very good track record. So anyway, this Paul Graham guy, I don't know how involved he is directly in it these days cuz I think he founded it like maybe 10, 15 years ago. He's kind of uh obviously super rich, so it doesn't really need to work um but he writes now and then and, and uh he's quite smart so he's writing about having kids and how he never wanted kids and he thought like he he said i used to congratulate people when they have a child but uh in, deep down i was thinking better you than me you know all right and yeah. then he said he said uh but i've changed my mind completely and he said you know to be honest the, the only reason i changed my mind is because i had kids you know but then mm. i think he's going to go on to explain how uh, it actually is amazing, and he, he I know from a little preview of of this blog post that basically he says that the freedom I had before having kids I never used in the first place, and so I was kind of i had a sense of loneliness, but I had a lot of freedom right but then i never yeah. used i never used that freedom, so why was I being lonely so now I have less freedom, but i wasn't going to use it anyway, and I have kids, which is great, yeah so uh, it's pretty interesting. I'm going to read the rest shall. So it seems pretty good. Um, yeah, man. Some Were people have a very
1: something? I was going to say yeah, some people have a really adverse sort of reaction when you mention kids and stuff. Like last mm. night. Last night someone at work. Uh he's 27 so he's a year mm. older than me. Mm. Uh and he was just like he was so surprised that I had a kid. Mm. Um mm. so young in his mind. Yeah. Yeah, and he was just like then he started talking about himself, but I don't know if he was trying to hint, like, of his opinion about me. But he was like, "Oh no, you got to live your life, and mm. and you're gonna have a midlife crisis one day, and you're gonna realize that you've been with the same woman all your life, and you're gonna to wanna to flip in. Ah, oh, you can imagine. Like, obviously, he's mm. not Muslim, is he? So he's mm. just like, and I just yeah. thought, oh my god, what a shallow life! <laughs> like, yeah. you're. I was like, I got, I got married, I had a children. For a purpose, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like that was yeah. that was my decision. I was I did it mm. for a reason.
0: Yeah. Um, but to him, it just all sounds like a big accident and a big trap. Mm. Mm. Well, a what, best. What do you think is the attitude of British Muslims to having kids at you know at really it's not that young, like at twenty five, for example?
1: Um,
0: I t- I think it all depends on the individual.
1: Um, mm. I think there's of, no average. I don't know what the average Muslim is anymore. Mm. <laughs> because I don't, okay. I don't like unless you know the only Muslims I mix with are the cir- small circle of brothers that I'm close to. I don't, mm. I'm not really exposed to anyone else like on a day to day. But it, I think the average Muslim is probably more g- going to be what you're seeing over in the UAE probably. In terms mm, that's of,
0: the average Muslim. Yeah. I, suppose, I don't you think know, there's was, going to be much uh,
1: difference between the UAE average Muslim and you know those in the
0: UK and etc. I think they're pretty mm, much. I more don't. Not, that's not my impression. No, my impression is that uh, obviously it's difficult to generalise over here because uh, there are many different cultures, right? Yeah, but uh, for example, like Emiratis, I mean, yeah, they. Firstly, it's no question like to have kids pretty soon after getting married. That's yeah. the first thing. The second thing is is that, you know, I don't think really they're the type they are gonna have like just two kids. You know, they're gonna have three, four, five kind of kids. You right. Know? Um and that I think that would be the norm for them. Um in Algeria, funnily enough, like in my experience from my family and stuff, many many people are having three, four, five kids, you know. Oh, but really? uh, but when I looked at the demographic data it showed like the average in algeria is actually only to have like 2.5 kids kind of thing so yeah the fertility rate has dropped a lot in certain muslim countries you know in the last few decades
1: i was told that in tunisia people just tend to have two kids and that'll be it they'll mm. never i, I want to look that up now tunisia what would you mm. say fertility um, rate fertility rate. okay
0: it's 2.03 hmm yeah, see, which, that's not even repl- that's hardly replacing yourself. Yeah, apparently it's a lot of Ireland, but
1: like I was told that a lot of it is just fear of poverty. Like they don't want. To- yes, yeah, same in Algeria. Yeah, really, which uh, is
0: which not is- what should be done, in it.
1: No, yeah, exactly, and and it's yeah. it's a shame, really, because you hear mm. about you just hear about the old times mm. and how you know. It was the same everywhere. Like people were always having loads of kids, and if they couldn't, then they would sort of look after other people's kids. And mm. it was a beautiful yeah. sentiment. Yeah,
0: Algeria is two point seven eight, so leading the pack. Bigger is better, always in Algeria, <laughs> because it says uh, Algeria two point seven eight, Morocco two point four nine, and Libya two point two seven, and then Tunisia even lower than that, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. actually, interestingly, it's showing like a graph uh, in ten-year blocks, and Algeria's has It went down, so it was at the lowest point in around 2001. Okay, but then since then it's actually gone up and up and up. So it was below Morocco, Libya, right, in 2001 ish, and now it's come up again. Like, now obviously it's quite a lot more than the other two, but that's probably because of the civil war.
1: This is crazy looking up, um, looking at the graph as well for Tunisia in Mm. 1960, Mm. so like around the time actually. There was a, forget nineteen sixty. It goes up a little bit more. So the year my dad was born, mm. it was about seven,
0: six point <laughs> nine yeah. eight. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah.
1: so nineteen sixty six, and then it shot down dramatically over the eighties and nineties. And now mm. 20, last data is twenty sixteen. It's two point two. That's crazy, man. What's that about? Mm. What do you think yeah. that's
0: about? I want to discuss that. What do you think that's about? <laughs> Well, obviously, you know, we we study this in uh, in geography. It's like, a, it's a whole science demography. Oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it, it, what happens is uh, when a country becomes more developed and healthcare improves, then people just have less kids, you know, because they feel their kids are going to survive longer. Oh, uh, yeah. they, you know So they feel they don't need to have as many kids. That's the first thing. The second thing is, perhaps I'm kind of guessing this one, is that, when a country gets more developed, life gets more expensive, people start moving to the cities and then yeah. they start, you know, fearing poverty kind of thing. More expensive to raise kids. I wonder how it's measured in terms of
1: uh Is it measured by how many
0: people under a surname, do you think? No, no, it's um it's births uh divided by uh women. the women who can have kids. Okay. Yeah. Right. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so okay, like, I yeah, understand. Average kids per, um, like, fertile woman kind of thing. Okay. So I just don't that, know if that accounts...
1: Mm-hmm. The, the only issue I've got is that how much does that account for, like, the child being in one particular family? Do you understand? Like, you have you could have someone that... Oh, it probably doesn't affect it that much, but you could have someone that gets married more than once, for example, or a woman that's mm-hmm. married and then divorced and then marry someone else has mm. kids with them Do you understand like it doesn't yeah account- i think it, it should parents. in
0: theory take into that that into account so if she has two kids with one man then get divorced and have two more kids her thing would be four i guess yeah yeah Either way, it doesn't it's, matter, it's, does it's 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 in a given year isn't it that's what yeah. we're looking at here so uh, yeah i'm looking at the same graph so 1966 you said was the peak for tunisia uh
1: it looks like it yeah 60 so oh, maybe 64
0: yeah so libya used to be the leader in that so libya was 7.78 oh wow imagine 7.78 being the average yeah oh, this oh, is oh. not the highest this is average which means you're gonna have families having 10 12 kids and you're gonna have uh families having you know six kids like you can imagine if the average is 7.78 the, yeah. the lowest might be five you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah subhanallah so, look, yeah. look
1: at like i mean I, i'm not even going to give you the exact number like but my mm. my grand and my mm. wife's grandmother mm. had loads mate like loads mm. of kids like so, so mm. many aunties and uncles and stuff yeah, but yeah, compare yeah. that to my grand from tunisian side mm. they
0: only ever had three and that was it wow mm. Mm see it's like a lot of cultural factors as well i mean yeah. culture plays a role religion plays a role and then the e- the economy and all of that plays a role one yeah. one big thing that i you know i was a little bit surprised to find out is in algeria it's very common to use like contraceptive you know the pills kind of thing mm. and those have some quite you know severe negative consequences of taking them mm. and uh of course it, it just means that the natural consequence of that is you're going to have less kids, you know, because you can control it if you yeah.
1: want more. I suppose the role of a woman in in those countries have, has seen a vast sort of uh, change, um, at least from my observations. Because yeah, if you look a few generations back, at least in the rural areas I'm from, um, women didn't necessarily continue on with their education past like the first few years, really. Um, mm. But then. Now, you know, you're, you're, a lot of women naturally just carry on all the way up until university and then carry on to work. Yeah, uh, and, and they're battling mm. the same sort of things that we battle here where it's mm. like the man and the woman both have to work and the kid is sort of like... Yes. I suppose the benefit is that families are a bit closer still over there, so you still have that sort yeah. of, you know, grandparents looking after the kid or whatever mm. or or extended family looking after the kid mm. or picking them up from school, et cetera, mm. uh, which is kind of I a mean, bit it, lost here generally.
0: Yeah, yeah, because you're further apart and all of that. Yeah, um, if you think about it, though, man, North Africa is is only you know these countries are only independent for what fifty years, sixty years, kind of thing, right? Yeah. So, so what I'm thinking about one of my eldest uncles. He's in his seventies now, I think. Yeah. Um, he didn't go to school. There was no school. Yeah, right? yeah. There was no school. He didn't start school until he was fourteen, and and he travelled to to actually go to school you know mm. so he traveled to a whole other place and he had to live away from his family in order to study so it, it was still not normal Annie, to to study uh like that like that kind of full-time thing uh, uh you know your whole life kind of your whole childhood yeah. so with you know even the even the men were not uh in that zone whereas my dad was born much closer to independence and so he would have maybe grown up in a more normal way where he's like studying his whole childhood and all of that right i understand i thought that was crazy man my my uncle's story is amazing you know like um he used to actually go to morocco to study uh because i guess the the destruction of the education system was much uh bigger and wider and stuff in algeria versus morocco because uh, there was mm-hmm. a whole war of independence and all of that and if you think about it, he was a child he was growing up when it, algeria was still colonized you know so oh, he wow. used to ha- you know have to try to he, t- he told me a story you know he used to try to cross the border into morocco and he had to hide from people police and this and that and uh, you know go and study and stuff and that was only at age like 14 so up until then i guess he couldn't read or write or whatever and now he's a professor at uni Allah
1: berdic, uh, Colonialism yeah. man is just uh, some of the stories are just yeah. crazy. Uh watching some documentaries and stuff, it's just insane. What mm. what our old uh, sort of ancestors or whatever you want to call them had to put be put through, you know.
0: Mm. Bro, I've got a question for you. Why are we obsessed with the past? <laughs>
1: um because I don't know because what else? <laughs> The past is a lot to learn from, I think, and I think it's a good it's it's good in terms of having a bit of gratitude and perspective of, of what you sort of dealing with now. I mean, mm. I don't really, I, I don't know how engaged I am in current events, um, yep. but stuff regarding like the past kind of fascinates me. Maybe because, at least from my perspective, I've always felt a bit robbed by not being educated about our sort of history. You know, okay. like the the, the um, history of you know maybe North Africa or or mm. Middle East or whatever. And growing up here, you're only sort of taught about the Victorians mm. and the World Tunors War II. The medieval <laughs> time, World War Two again and again and again. Which you know, yeah. fair enough, it's a very important world event, but um, there's still a lot missing. And I, and you know, I had this conversation at work again, where uh, someone I was working with had studied. Uh, what was it called? He studied ancient history but because of that at universities so because of that they gave them free reign to sort of go into whatever they wanted okay. and um i said to him uh i said to him oh yeah like i'm more interested in sort of middle eastern or north african history or whatever and then he you know he was quite educated in the whole thing he goes oh oh yeah the arabs we gave the arabs a very hard time mm. and i was like oh really what do you what do you mean by that he goes well you know we went to we went to Palestine and we started it, <laughs> and then do you know what I mean talking about like the time yeah. of Saladin and that kind of stuff. Yeah. He goes, "Yeah, we started it. We uh, we started killing them, and no wonder they got angry." And I was like, "Oh, okay. I'm glad you said it, not me." <laughs> do you know what I mean? But yeah, some people, you know, are aware, <laughs> and it
0: yeah.
1: and it expands their sort of understanding mm. because I have explained in the parts to certain people that, um. For example, when people th- talk about like the motives behind extremists and stuff like that, I have sort of yeah. noted that, despite the fact that I completely disagree with any sort of extremist action, the ideology is rooted in a lot of history um and mm. it'd be it would be very redundant to just disregard that ignore that yeah it, for example, if we were to to talk about ISIS and their ideology, their ideology in terms of all that land mass that they try to acquire um mm. And succeeded for some time was based on historical sort of uh accounts of what what was taken from muslims in the past not that it still didn't belong to muslims now but it was like the whole sykes picot broke breaking the borders mm. borders that weren't actually put down by muslims but were put down by the british or whatever and they wanted to mm. get rid of those borders and, and reclaim this caliphate that was destroyed etc um yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of there's still, there's still this resentment. There's still this sort of and and yeah. to be fair, the whole world has its like at least the underdogs of the whole world have their history with with stuff like that. Like for example, the transatlantic slave trade still frustrates many people today. Um, the the way that Africa in general was um, was sort of and still is exploited sort of, uh, yeah. exploited for its resources. You know, some of the most richest mineral. Uh, rich countries mm-hmm. in the world are the poorest You know what, the, what does that even mean Yeah um, And then things yeah. you know the future is looking a bit interesting uh, Allahu alam how much more Of the future we have left to live akhi, Because you know the end times and all of that we, How long have we been here Since the Prophet mm-hmm. sallallahu has passed You know um, sort, sort of. But like with the yeah. rise of like Certain I- ideas like the crypt- Cryptocurrency for example um, mm. Technology That sort of Um on one hand, technology that's very kind of scary in its monitoring capabilities, um, yeah. data collection, all of that is quite scary. we sort of touched on that last episode. But also, yeah. on the other hand, technology that kind of liberates people to do a lot more
0: than they could mm. or, mm. you know, without gives them any freedom. Gate, like, uh, without any, what do they call them? Uh, like gate holders or whatever. What's it yeah, it's, it's a
1: bit of, it's yeah. like an enabler. I mean, look at, Like, now, compared to not even that long ago, people have been doing a lot of of podcasts have been doing, like, the past 10 years, sort of, um, you know, the decade in a review kind of thing. And if we think, I mean, 2010 was, technology was sort of kicking off properly there, like smartphones and that. But the past 20 years, bro, like, the way the world has transformed in terms of an event happens, and you're going to get a high-quality video of that straight from the ground, pretty much you know within minutes mm. way before anyone else picks it up and it's yeah and even if it's been doctored then the original will still sort of resurface because mm. you know once something's on the internet it's there kind of forever because people just share it and share it and share it yeah um it's it's insane bro it's it's insane so on one hand yeah you've got you've got for example what people talk about now uh like fake news and stuff really mm. frothing up to the surface because people can do have you ever seen those um what are they called face not face morphs deep fake uh, deep fakes that's the one yeah. where they put you know they can literally put anyone's face on any video and make it look very convincing some are more convincing yeah. than others so, so that could really like tick off but whether it you know doesn't or not, i or think
0: that's not. like for me that was like a big thing of uh this kind of you know I can't pinpoint the exact hadith, but the general thing of end times and Dajjal and people believing the liar and disbelieving the honest person and all of yeah. this. Um, I feel like it, it's, it's coming to happen, you know, very much so. Uh, but at the same time, I'm very aware that hundreds and hundreds of years ago, people felt that Yawm al qiyamah was coming soon, you know? Yeah. So... Um, we don't know you know we don't know we feel there's a lot you know a lot of the smaller sides etc have come Uh, but I think you know why I'm quite obsessed with history and we're always referring to oh you know 100 years ago it wasn't like that 100 I think first reason is because a lot like the world has changed faster in the last 100 years than in maybe the previous thousand years before that who knows Mm. yeah that's the first thing the second thing is that as Muslims, we take our reference from people who were in the past, not so much people that were in that are now or you know more recent like we go back to the prophet and we even yeah. go back further than that to Ibrahim and everyone right so our 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 religion is very much based in the past yeah. and um and you know the Sahaba and all of that so that's another reason and then further to that I think um because of because our worldview should be based on on the, those people in the past um i'm very much i'm probably subconsciously always fighting against this uh, worship of of modernism and on modernity and yeah. the idea that everything that is modern is good you know yeah and so for example when people criticize Islam and they say oh it belongs in the middle ages um, that that sentence uh, assumes that the middle ages was a bad time and it was worse than now for example yeah yeah so sure. i don't you know we don't we shouldn't be ex- accepting that notion that ex- that assumption that oh middle ages was worse than now um, in some ways maybe materially yes you know life was harder you know what, food was not as uh, plentiful and all of that for, for most of the world but we believe, I think as Muslims, we believe you know, spiritually in their relationship with Allah, and I would even say socially and all of that, uh, people were better off you know, in the past than today. So this that's is, probably why we're obsessed with it, isn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, I suppose one big argument is that the present and the future are both untested on the, in terms of their effects on, mm, that's on us, true. like we don't know what we're just guinea if,
0: pigs right now, yeah,
1: exactly. We don't know what the effects are of what we're doing now in terms of everything, everything that comes mm. up. We like people that do studies on certain effects of things that we eat or do or whatever. They usually they're like, Oh, over the past 50 years, etc., we haven't even had 50 mm. years of smartphones, like for example, yes.
0: just microwaves, yeah, all of yeah, that, 5G, everything. so and <laughs> 5G, and now, just like, a few months old. <laughs>
1: in a hundred years we're not going to be able to account for what does what because we've mm. had so much external stimuli yeah. coming in it could be anything yeah
0: and then when things change as rapidly as they are now if you if you only start finding out the the consequence of something 50 years later i mean the world probably has already fully changed by then so yeah, yeah it's, exactly. it's really crazy man it's really crazy man um what was i gonna say man uh okay so uh should we we've got that uh, one good question come in by email? I think we'll deal with that and then we'll move on to uh, this uh, topic I wanted to cover inshallah yeah? yep so um i'll I'll read this email. We've got a good email from a listener um, so this is from Iman so lot. I hope you're both well. I've been listening to your podcast for a while and have always wanted to give feedback or ask questions, but frankly I've been too lazy to write up an email. Okay, oh, nice. so um, then she says, um, but after listening to episode 57, this certain topic has been irking me quite a bit. Oh, I no. have realized that, yeah.
1: What? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, carry on. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what does irking mean exactly, by the way?
1: Irk uh, is like it's irritated me or it's sort of bugging me. Oh, okay.
0: Me okay i've realized um the difference between muhammad and amin when it comes to the traditional roles you have as parents and the way you view them i may be wrong but brother amin does seem more detached and has set clear lines when it comes to what his responsibility is as the provider of the family and his wife being the mother and nurturer and the lines not being blurred at all brother muhammad seems to be more empathetic sorry i'm not trying to be mean Uh, to sharing and helping with taking care of the kids etc of course I know many factors play into this however I have a question for Amin Of course, I'm not saying that the way you think is wrong, but depending on where you live and your circumstances, the responsibilities will sometimes become blurred. For example, as you know, living in London is extremely expensive, and unless you have a well-established and successful job, it's the norm now for both parents to be working in order to provide. And of course, once both parents are working, it's impossible for the mother to take on all of the responsibilities of caring for her children and the father not to share it. Yeah. Example, when you both finish work and come home Who's taking care of the child? Do you leave this to your wife to do with, Or do you take turns each day? How would you approach this? And hypothetically, if you were in this situation What difference do you think this would have On the responsibilities you and your wife have As being both parents and providers So I'm sorry for the long email Jazakum Allah mm. So I love this email bro This is the exact flavour of email That I love to receive Because mm. We are coming on this podcast as people who, Yanni, okay, we try and learn things here and there. We try and observe and think about things. But ultimately, we're not, Yanni, we're not really experts in a lot of the topics we talk about. We're just sharing our opinions. And I think what we hope a lot of the time is we're exposing people to alternative opinions sometimes, right? So that's like the the hope of the podcast. But then what I always expected is that people would kind of question uh, what we're saying And then that is really interesting When that happens You know Yeah So that's so why I love this um, There's a lot of parts to it uh, I I, You know I want to say firstly yeah, She says that Muhammad seems to be more empathetic Um, That's what I was saying I, I've said it a few times Is that uh, I have My emotions are less strong Yeah So oh. I have less Emotional intelligence Meaning my Uh, the spectrum of emotions that I can feel maybe is limited compared to other people who have more emotions, right? And also the intensity at which I feel emotions is lower than someone else, right? So uh, I I remember growing up thinking that that's a good thing. Like emotions just get in the way. Emotions make you irrational. And that's like kind of, I I don't know. I always just thought that. And I used to like insult people by saying you're emotional, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) That was an insult, yeah? Now, you know, I appreciate that, uh, there are benefits and there are disadvantages, but um, I, I, I fully understand the downsides of, of not having such strong emotions. And one of them is uh, you could lack empathy. I don't think I don't think empathy plays a big role in this topic mentioned in the email so much. But I just wanted to mention that straight away that you know, lacking emotions has has benefits and it has huge disadvantages as well.
1: Yeah, I think, but at the same time, I think this this whole platform. Of podcasting yeah. is quite um i don't know it, it will just show off emotion a lot of emotion it, being emotional or sharing mm. emotions is gonna have more of an impact on here as opposed to being physically present with you for example yeah. it could be that and my impression is that i talk a lot but i don't do very much whilst you probably do way more than you say in terms of you don't you wouldn't talk about your emotions but maybe you'd you would show your feelings by your actions in terms of Mm. you know if you wanted to help out more or you wanted Mm. to do you know you wanted to have a particular role then you would do things whilst Mm. i just tend to talk about how i feel about Mm. things
0: maybe no comment no comment (laughs) (laughs)
1: um but yeah like i mean okay so what i would say is that this, and the reason I say that is because this is a, lo, a Quite a loaded sort of um, What's the word Like there's a lot of assumptions here Because mm. the assumption Is that me And my My wife Both work and Because of that I share a lot of the workload With her right Like that's sort of what I'm kind of picking up um, mm. But That couldn't be further from the truth Like my wife does pretty much everything with my son to the point mm. where i messaged my wife yesterday while i was at work and i said she sent me a video of, of my son i was like i feel like i haven't seen him in like a week you know mm. because i've come yeah. home like the other day i wanted to play with him after work and bro i fell asleep on the floor <laughs> um, and i woke up <laughs> four hours later with like the worst backache because it was just so wrong oh, and then i went and then i got up and then i fell asleep again on the sofa and mm. then i got up the next morning went straight to work and didn't see him because i had to do a night shift so it's a mm. bit. So yeah, you do, you, uh, although that's you know I might talk the talk and stuff, there is no, um, there is no way two ways around it. Like my wife's been at home since my child's been born, and he's mm. uh, he's two and a half now, so that's two and a half years, bro, of just mm. me doing it. And, and once again, th- there's another assumption that oh, if you're what's the word? The only people that can do that, live that lifestyle now, are people that have got very well-paying job etc you know that sort of mm, thing and that's what was that's said. a good point yeah that's what was said in email and yeah at first glance maybe that's true but the reality is uh,
0: yeah. that's not what i'm doing bro now. can we let's let's pick this this part apart yeah because i wanted yeah, go to go through. in detail by the way i spoke about, with my wife about this email uh for all, <laughs> for quite a while yeah, yeah. and uh so i want to i want to break this break this down yeah because i think it's an interesting topic the the idea that so she says, as you know, like it's a fact, yeah, living in London is extremely expensive. Yeah, fair enough. It's one of the most expensive cities in the world.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: she says, unless you have a well-established and successful job, it's the norm now for both parents to be working in order to provide, okay? So yeah. I want to I want to break this down, right? So uh, I want to work out how much you need to live in a London. If you know London or we could do um like another city which is close to london it's quite expensive as well, like Brighton or whatever yeah yeah so so what is rent in in these kind of places let's say you're a family of you know uh uh you know parents and then one two kids yeah you might need uh, probably need a two bedroom flat right um uh, how much do you, would that cost? Is that like fifteen hundred a month
1: uh, i'm trying to have a look like average rent hmm <laughs> Let's see. Average rent London to bed flat. Uh, it's given,
0: <laughs> okay. It's given yeah.
1: by area, which is a bit. Yeah,
0: creepy. of course the area is going to play a big role. Well, area is going to play a big role. I thought maybe fifteen hundred pounds would be around or about right.
1: Yeah, it's possible. I mean, uh, yeah, Oh, God, this is a bit complicated. It's possible, but like I've had it. I've had it. Before what have you I've seen, bro?
0: Me. You tell me what you've seen. Well, this is
1: it. I've I've said it. I've said what I pay for rent down here in Brighton and Mm. people in London have said, Well, that's expensive, that's pretty much the same as London. So I don't know. Okay, so what is that? That's about a grand for two bedrooms. Wow, Um, okay.
0: But I don't know Okay, let's say twelve hundred, yeah?
1: Yeah, I think twelve hundred is probably gonna be the item.
0: Yeah, okay, um, let's say twelve hundred, yeah? And by the way, yeah uh just because uh, many people have assumptions about things i uh lived in london oh okay of course it was before i was married right and i yeah. was able and and willing to share uh but i shared a two bedroom flat with only one other person okay so okay. it was comfortable yeah i was living on 600 pounds a month for everything mm. okay now most londoners would say that's impossible but i did it and i lived comfortably okay so yeah. Uh, that's interesting when it comes to assumptions and stuff but anyway so let's say you're paying uh, 1200 a month for rent yeah Um, and then on top of that let's say how much are you paying for uh, travel like petrol and maybe insurance is that tell me about is that like (laughs) another two three hundred pound
1: bro my insurance is quite low generally speaking it didn't used to Mm. be so I'm paying maybe 50 45 pounds sure it's every month. Okay. Which, yeah. Which actually well some people to some people that's really expensive but to me I find that quite low. Okay. Um and then petrol. Okay, let's say
0: 50 pounds then, yeah.
1: You know what? Let's open mm. up this this app of mine because it because it okay, let's see. Let's go last month and see mm. so for a full month how much I spent on what. So transport that includes yeah. parking and petrol and whatever. I spent 150 okay. pounds
0: okay and that's if you're driving to work um, yeah i don't need to drive to work yeah I
1: do sometimes i like drive like a lot of my driving is optional okay like I'll drive really? to london or i'll drive
0: oh yeah to yeah so driving to, to london, london would make a big difference to petrol yeah costs and, yeah yeah so so if you were living in london um i think if you get like zone one to three monthly pass thing i think that costs like what was that 120 pound 140 pounds something like that okay uh, so I uh, so that's similar to what you said: petrol and parking, hundred and fifty plus fifty for insurance. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then um, let's say uh, groceries and stuff. Is that like two so fifty?
1: I, I think this is where people probably could save a lot. Could save a lot because I've noticed mm. that that's probably after like general bills. Mm. I think that's where I spent all of my money mm. because okay, I don't necessarily buy things. Like you could say, oh, I've gone shopping this week in terms of splashing out or whatever on whatever. Mm. Like mm. this month alone, bro, this month mm. alone, mm. my my grocery is is the top of the list after bills and stuff. Mm. Because on I've got the Monzo sort of bank, so yeah. they they split up everything generally speaking quite well. And if they put something in the wrong category, I can adjust it personally. Yeah. So going into groceries, it's mm. saying four hundred and fifty quid, bro.
0: Okay. 450 quid,
1: and okay. you know what? Going through this list, it all yeah. nothing looks out of place. Like everything, looks okay, like it's a, interesting. You know, co-op yeah. or Tesco or audi and a lot of it is co-op. I think yeah. most of it is co-op, but because I live next to a co-op, yeah. So what happens is that poor planning and mm. and convenience. Oh, yes. we haven't got this. Let's go. I'll just go next door. Yeah. So go Next door, and that's what ends up happening. When yes. really we do like a big shop from the cheapest supermarket, which is Aldi. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is good, it's good stuff. Yeah. For a yeah. decent price. Um, yeah. Like once every two weeks or so.
0: Right. Okay. So, uh, so you're saying, but you're saying four fifty is a lot, right? Like I, that's not like you're just going on oh, the minimum. For only,
1: for only three of us, and not even three. Like it's two and a half. Like my son's two years old. Yeah. Doesn't eat a lot, but for mm. only. Uh, a lot, of, a few of us. That's not very good. Like my mm. my mum's probably going to hear this, and she's going to give me a ring and have a go at me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so should we,
0: like, um, <laughs> <list>. <laughs> should we but say like? Should we say three hundred is look, about right?
1: Yeah, because I don't know what happened last month, Achie, Um mm. Because months before that, it's not been that. So like a month before that, I spent two hundred and seventy. Yeah, mm. like mm. some okay. months we we. I think this is it, it's just about poor planning. I think I'm when you're tired, weird.
0: bro, after work, you go to the to co op and you just get a load of snacks. <laughs> do you know what it is?
1: <laughs> I'll be honest. Do you know what it is? Because the yeah. second highest thing and I'm not yeah. gonna say what it like the the number was, but after that, the second highest thing was my family category. Now family okay. can mean anything. Family can mean mm. generally what I put in families, things that I buy specifically for my family that have nothing to do with me. So yes. for example, if my wife wants I don't know, a takeaway or something, I will mm. get her one. Not and I won't include myself. If I'm included in it, then I'll put it in my eating out category. Oh yes. Good, yeah. So same for my son. If I buy something for my son or I buy a gift for someone or I buy them clothes or I buy whatever, yeah, that's specifically, and I only do it for things that are isolated to them. The moment I'm involved, yeah, yeah. then I count yeah. it as everything else. Okay. Do you understand? Well, you've
0: become very organized, mashallah.
1: But it's it's just, it's good because I can see now um I know it sounds bad, but I can see how much... Like, there's been... God, the month even before that, I spent... Mm. I don't know what I must have done this month, but apparently, like, over a grand on just family stuff. Mm-hmm. Wow. But but then it, then it kind of gives me a bit of um, understanding as to why things are the way they are. And it gives me a bit mm. of inner peace, really, bro, because if you can see that your family isn't going without... Then mm. actually all these other things that sometimes find their way into your head in terms of a bit of, I don't know, not, not selfishness, but it's like self-care sort of stuff that kind of yeah. falls by the wayside. You can mm-hmm. feel less guilty about that yeah, because you know yeah. that, oh, I'm doing what's, what my role is as a man, for mm. example. Mm. Because mm. I don't know how how many people can, can look at their account and, and be able to make that sort of um, observation, mm. you know.
0: yeah. That's very good, man. So let's let's move on, yeah. Let's say three hundred yeah. for groceries, yeah. And then uh, what about bills? I don't really I'm not really aware of okay, this kind of
1: let's go thing. to the bills. Once again, bills is another thing that you can uh, I've only got two You days see to bills
0: go. would be higher. If your wife is home all day, they'd be higher than if, you know, she was working, for example, Possibly. And your, depends your what son the, was not home.
1: It depends what they're measuring it by because for example, my water and electric is quite set. The only thing that fluctuates oh, okay. is yeah, the only thing that fluctuates for us is gas. And gas yeah. because we've got gas heating yeah, and gas stoves and stuff, it changes based on so mm, in the winter yeah, yeah. In the winter we pay like almost three times more than in yeah, the yeah, yeah. Uh, because we yeah. live right on the seafront. So it's freezing. Mm. It's absolutely mm. freezing when we do not okay. put the heating on. But in the summer, bro, yeah. I've got like a top Zero. up card thing. In the summer yeah. I'll pay like Very minimal, and it will last me so much longer. But in the winter, I feel like I'm doing it every week, topping it up every week. Mm. Um, Yeah, I think the
0: the bills generally are lower in the UK than here. So,
1: so on average, bills here, bills I've got, including rent, Mm. including rent, Mm. is like pretty much two grand.
0: Whoa! But that would mean like eight hundred in bills. Uh, yeah, pretty much. No, but you're talking about the winter, right?
1: Well, yeah, uh, there's things here that I don't really need. To, if we're talking about essentials, then it's not going to be that much. But because there's additional stuff that I pay for every month. Man, I, I was going
0: to guess your bills is like 200.
1: Well, like council tax alone is 120. Oh, okay. I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, my council tax
0: alone is okay, okay, let me add that, 120, yeah? Which maybe would be higher in London, but only maybe by a £50 or something. Okay, <laughs> and then what about... um. Water and electric and gas.
1: Uh, Where is my water? My water's 40. I'm rounding it up, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, My electricity, I've had a bit of a kerfuffle with because I've been trying to switch between different suppliers. Yeah. Um, My electricity at the moment is about 60.
0: Okay, so it's like 100 for those
1: two. It used to be that I was paying very minimal for my electric. Mm. Yeah. Um, And then what happened is, because I didn't read the small print because I thought I was getting Mm. an amazing deal, yeah. right at the end of the season they were like oh so adding up all the electricity that you've had matching it to the price you now owe us 200 what was it like 400 quid or something like that oh. like so they had this set price yeah but then if you go over it whatever that means mm. you then owe them so they just smacked me with this bill out of the blue and i was like yeah, yeah. Got to be joking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how dare you <laughs>
0: <laughs> cheated man
1: <laughs> and then like the other stuff that are in my bills category like well, I said stuff for the car, mm. um, the gym, which I paid mm. five pounds for, which is not really a big deal, yeah. Um, that's low. The, wow. Adobe Creative Cloud,
0: Shh, don't tell them, bro. Don't tell them <laughs> the secrets.
1: <laughs> At least I'm not pirating it, bro. Someone yeah. said to me, Why don't you pirate? It? I was like, Bro, I need some butter in my work, I don't want this, I don't want to be stealing, oh bro. Somebody to
0: told me yesterday they paid uh without going to details yeah. yeah so i was told of someone who's supposed to be Yanni, he's committed to islam you know he's got a big beard etc etc bro he straight up bribed someone he paid someone like seven thousand pounds for something oh, wow. like pure bribery bro and i was just like huh uh what's the beard for i mean not not that yanni of course you can have a beard and, and sin and stuff but it's just like uh surely it's easier to avoid just paying a bribe than you know growing a beard and keeping that up kind of thing i don't know i thought keeping away from bribery is uh, relatively easy depending where you live anyway so uh what we're looking at now uh i think we need to add uh, let's add something uh, minimal yanni for eating out yeah so let's say you spend uh 60 pounds eating out
1: uh let's have a look Oh my god! What did I do this month? No, but I'm not bro, talking about bro. you.
0: But I'm trying to uh, get an but, average thing.
1: But this this is highlighting to me <laughs> that I'm way way above the average. Like I don't know what I've been doing. Uh,
0: oh no, I think god. I think if you were if you weren't actively trying to keep this down, then you'd probably be closer to the hundred pound mark, right? Yeah, the average might be a hundred, but if you were trying to keep it down, but you still didn't want to like uh, be stingy with your family and stuff, never take them out and stuff, then you would end up with maybe sixty pounds in a month, right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty That's much. what I'm I mean, guessing. Yeah, a
1: month is a long time, really. Every day is like. I think what's uh, what's yeah. easy to observe is how much you're spending in a mm. day. Like, if you can go a whole day without spending a penny, then I think you've achieved something. Yeah. Because a lot of the times mm. you just don't need to. There's so many days mm. where you look back at the things you've purchased that day, and you think a lot of it is going to be food. A lot of it is going to be mm. oh, I haven't brought lunch with me, or I'm going to buy something. Because yes. if you're if most of your week is spent at work, then mm. at what point are you spending money? It's yeah, you should those, be making money there, not yeah, spending. <laughs> realistically, I look yeah. at it and I'm like, okay, every day I've gone to either whatever supermarket or whatever ah, right, because I failed to That's the killer, bro. Yeah, because I failed to you know, and generally speaking, like my wife will will prepare prepare a lunchbox for me cuz I'm a child. But 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 do that with whatever food we've had the like before cuz so I can take it to work with me. But cuz Some shifts are quite long. Sometimes I just... I overeat. I get hungry more than once, bro. Or I won't be able to make it back to have my lunch, so I'll have to get something while I'm out. Mm. Um, Things like that. And then a lot of it like is guilt-tripping. Like, oh, I will come back home and I'll feel bad that I... Like, my my dad, for example, has always had this habit that he can't come home empty-handed. Like, he'll always... Uh, he's, it's just one of my uh, like earliest memories. of My father is just every day coming back when we used to live in Tunisia, just coming mm. back with bags and bags of food shopping. <laughs> like you send him to the shop to get one thing, and he'll come back with like twenty. And I don't yeah. know why I picked up that habit. Like I feel mm. bad. Like I'll go to the right. shop. Like my wife will say, "Get, get. Can you just get some washing up liquid and some mm. whatever?" And I'll get that, but then I'll be like, "Well, they're going to want. They're going to like this and this and this and this. So I'll get all of this for them." And, you know, <laughs> I mm. think that's where things add up. I was speaking, mm. to, um, I was speaking to Brother Musa, I don't think you yeah. mind me saying about money and stuff. And he was saying to me, like, bro, you just got to learn to be a bit more, not tight, but just a bit
0: more stingy. So Careful. you can save more. Yeah. But not stingy. Sure, that's a very bad word. That's, that's th- a bad word. Yeah, but, like,
1: yeah. because at the end of the day, what is it you're trying to save money for? At the end of the day, mm. you're saving it for them. It's not like you're gathering it to count it. You're saving mm. so that you can benefit your family in a big ways. So actually, mm. in the long run, you shouldn't feel guilty that you're withholding a little bit. Of
0: course, yeah. It's not like you're spending on yourself, etc. cetera. Yeah. But yeah.
1: The, yeah, it's just I, I I have one of my battles is trying to think between having like trying to basically dissect this idea of toekul and mm. I think I often play it out incorrectly where I think that don't worry about the future let's just get what we need to get right now as opposed to planning for the future tawakkalallah do you understand mm. yeah 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 yeah
0: but yeah yeah okay so is there anything we're missing here um in terms of mm, expenses yeah um I don't know. I feel like we, in order to add flexibility to this, we should add another £100 just in case of anything, you know, uh, for one-off yeah. costs during the year, for unknown XYZ. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, there's... Yeah.
0: Okay. So let me add this all up, yeah? Keeping in mind, of course, that uh, this is kind of average, and if you were trying, maybe you could keep it lower, etc., right? So so we got 1200 plus... One fifty plus fifty plus three hundred four twenty okay four twenty plus um another two sixty mm. so two thousand and eighty per month, yeah, so we times that by twelve, so after tax, you need to be making twenty five thousand pounds, yeah with that those expenses
1: yeah. that's more or less and okay and let's not forget like people don't make that much and still live. Like still pay rent and still live, and you know, whether that's because they're getting some help from the government or whatever, mm. it doesn't really matter. It's still oh, makes, yeah, they're still there. Mm. Do you understand? The, the,
0: the, yeah. So we, we we went we went through this whole exercise in order to kind of play with the idea of do both people need to be working to provide and live? Yeah. Right. And if you if your expenses are twenty five thousand pounds a year, um. Uh, you need a job that pays you, uh, you know, because we need to take away the tax, right? So you need to earn around 30K a year, Uh yeah? And as far as I know, the average, uh, let me just uh, make sure, okay? We're we're being very scientific with this, mashallah. Uh, (laughs) So um, average salary in the UK, I think it's 24K or something, uh, medium. Okay, it says 28,000. Okay, so it's close to that actually. So you just need to be slightly above average, to for one one person in the household to provide for everything. Now, yes, it won't give you the it won't give you a margin a buffer, but that brings me on to my next point. Yeah. Okay. So I, I just I just hoped that we would uh, clarify this because uh, I honestly I think uh, it's always useful to question things that are just accepted and assumed. Yeah. So you know oh, I need a degree to get a job, you know? I need to earn a boatload of money to live in London. I need, you know, both parents need to learn, uh, work this. My kid needs to go to school if he's going to be some, successful in life, you know? So yeah. these things, even if they're true, it's it's interesting exercise to question them, right? And so we question them. And by questioning them, you know, you looked at your finances and all of that. And so you, you just get a kind of, it's interesting, you know? So I think for me, it shows that, this you just need to earn slightly above average for one person to only have to work, yeah. But what I was gonna what I was building up to is it comes down to this, I think, yeah. What is your priority? Okay. So let's let's pose this hypothetical question. You know, a couple living in London, they got two kids and um they're struggling. Let's say only the man is working and they're they're struggling, yeah. Yeah. Now we could say you know, most people will say, oh, well, the woman can go work, right? But mm. w- why don't we say, okay, you're struggling, go and start selling some drugs on the side. Uh, yeah? Oh God. Go start selling some drugs on the side. You know, there's, there's some downside, you know, it's risky, this and that. But in the end, you know, you're going to get the benefits of being able to uh, afford everything. But a Muslim couple would never suggest that, right? Why is that? Right. Because the priority is the ahran is a major sin. Yeah. And it's obviously illegal and all of that so they wouldn't even consider it right most people yani yeah. alhamdulillah yeah they would not even consider it because of because of those reasons so it why is that why because the akhirah and, and and stuff and not doing major sins is a priority for them yeah yeah so therefore even if uh, you know they're suffering they wouldn't go and sell drugs because it's a priority to uh, to to not go into that 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 major haram and all of that right yeah so i would say It starts with the, and the the reason they wouldn't even, uh, you know, be tempted to do that Is because they know the severity of that sin, yeah Mm. So I think this question, it comes firstly, the first level is Understanding the consequences of having both parents working, yeah Yeah. So I can't go through all of that now and why I think the way I think and all of that But um, I think if you looked into the consequences, you thought about it then you would get an understanding of the downsides of having both parents working yeah and then you go to the next level which is what is my priority okay now i know the results of xyz Um, what is my priority personally you know i think many muslims the priority is to have a, a, a good family structure to have their kids raised right um to have their kids you know uh having confidence in their religion learning their religion um and and to have their mother You know the, the mother not compromising Herself having to work in awkward situations right. um, And all of this You know so Again it comes down to your uh, Priorities yeah it comes down to your priorities If it truly If you've thought about what I've just said and it's important To you that you keep that traditional Structure and you're able to You don't have to compromise in a lot of these Ways and you yeah. you're aware Of the downsides Of uh, for example a woman going out to work Then you would Elevate the, it to a level of priority Not the same as The selling drugs thing but you would Elevate it to a point where you're like look it's not An option for The, the mother to go out and work Full time yeah, etc yeah. you know
1: I suppose I mean It's it's a bit arbitrary but the, the, the reality Is like when when a, a lady Gives birth here mm. then They get a very very long maternity leave And that's, yeah. that's highlighting that People people, or government or the system is quite aware Of how important it is for a yeah, mother yeah, to yeah. be with a child But mm. then why is there this arbitrary cut off point Yeah like, yeah that's oh, true It needs to go back Well that's why, why now suddenly Why does yeah. the child not need his brother anymore Yeah yeah <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But you know Speaking about how things play on the ground mm. I think there is, You know I think bear, Okay bearing in mind this person's email Mm. bearing in mind what kind of solutions we can offer in terms of mm. just general thinking there is mm. not not necessarily a requirement for uh, women to work full time like it, it could mm. be it could be m- maximum two days a week if, if if they wanted to and there's plenty mm. of jobs that do that mm. you understand like part time mm. or whatever and if that's mm. enough to sort of take care of groceries or if you want to pay a part like in that sort of thing or if mm. you want just something for yourself because I think what can end up happening is that you can be so focused. There's two elements, right? One of my one element, and I'm, I don't think my wife will mind me saying this, is that she will often not want to ask me for anything because she feels guilty mm. that it's not. I know it's. Mm. I know in Islam, her money, my money is basically hers in the sense that if she needs anything, I, That's not a problem. I have mm. no, I have no hesitations when it comes to buying things for them. But because of her hesitation of asking, yeah, she will, she will got, sometimes go without because yeah. you feel guilty to ask and i think yeah. that's what can happen sometimes and she said it herself because she's come from a background where she used to work you know entirely for herself not having to pay for anyone or anything you know into a family where actually now she doesn't work um, and things that we do pay for are bills and stuff because remember if you're a woman going from her your parents house mm. or, you know your father's looking after everything uh and bills are getting paid for and actually you do work so everything you make is basically going to you there's no obligation on you to, to pay part of the rent or pay part of the electricity or whatever yeah. As, although with boys it can be a bit different, I've noticed mm. with boys that do work but still live at home they may start jumping in to pay for certain things or they may mm, be they encouraged should, yeah. to mm. um, so, but women traditionally have centred to be able to keep their money mm. for themselves sort of thing yeah. Uh, generally speaking, generally speaking, once mm. again. Mm. But then to go from that to, oh, now we're living you know, on our own, pay it, there's rent that needs to be paid, there's this needs to be done, etc. Yeah, inshallah, mm. sisters can get a decent man that would want to just try and take care of that himself because those are the things yeah. that are his responsibility, you know. Yeah. Uh, but there's always going to be this element of mm. guilt that comes mm. from the, the woman, generally speaking, that they can't help or they i think that's it. a
0: terrible cultural issue Yanni. Possibly, that's a problem yeah. you know i've i i know Yanni, i get the idea of what it's like uh in the western context where it's like yeah. there's this idea that uh for example stupid idea that if a woman is not working then she's wasting her life she's wasting her education she's yeah. doing nothing she's not You're basically you know in the west your your value as a human comes down to your economic contribution you know which is yeah. uh, stupid right but um so uh i understand that but it, that th- instead of going along with that we need to question the idea in the first place i i know equally i know other families where the the girls are just given everything they want you know yeah. there's there's no uh shame in, in the girl taking because she knows she's giving in other ways you know but so, yeah.
1: my argument is that mm. as a husband, mm. it's easier to manage that than what mm. I've just said. As the, instead of the opposite, because what happens is, this is just my imagination going now. But what, what could happen is, like for now in my situation, I could always say to my wife, "Don't worry, don't feel bad for asking, etc." Yeah, and then she will ask, but she will always default back to the guilt. Which is yeah, easy yeah, that's to why yeah, you, that's why I would say you the solution you can, you can encourage that. But if yeah. there's the opposite, bro. If yeah. someone is already accepting of the fact that they're, you know, they're not guilty at all, then they're easier to fall into over asking. So, so okay. suddenly they're not happy or they can't be content with what they've got. So, yeah, they're always okay. having to mm. battle between spending too much on things that aren't necessary just because yeah. your wife wanted it. <clears throat> Do you understand?
0: Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's now we're talking about balancing and this and that but i think for example one solution to this feeling guilty and all of that is uh if you give your wife money regardless of she needs it or doesn't need it you give her a certain amount and she doesn't have to ask you've given it to her right yeah so anyway these are like um now we're zooming in a bit and um i just wanted to first mention the whole thing of all this thing about living is expensive we kind of dealt with that yeah Uh and then we then the point i wanted to make is that it comes down to priority like if this is not a priority for you that the mother is is at home and the, and the father's providing if you don't see that to be important then that's fine it's not priority you go and do your thing i i'm the i live the way i live and i try to you know have a certain setup because i believe it's the most beneficial way and i mm. the way like this is a whole 10 episodes we could talk about it right but um It's actually uh, This setup Is You know What you could call The traditional setup It's It's proven in a way right. Secondly It's more in line With the nature of You know The man The woman And the children And I believe It's most beneficial For the relationship Between all three of them Yeah The mother The father And the children Yeah All three Benefit It's not just For the kids The father benefits From his Wife not working And the mother benefits from her not working and her husband working. It's Mm. all benefits each other. And it's like the ideal kind of synergy. Okay, Mm. so this is what, like I said, you need to learn the consequences. Then you be convinced whether to make it a priority or not. If you choose to make it a priority, then I believe it's just a matter of doing what it takes. Okay, so then we could we could go into the what she asked, which was how would you approach this? Hypothetically if you were in the situation What difference do you think it would have on the responsibilities You and your wife has have um, mm. Yeah uh, Like she's asking me yeah mm. So what I would do This is what I was saying to my wife when I was discussed this I would Like because it's an absolute priority To have the setup where my wife doesn't need to work And I go and I provide And my kids get the full attention of their mother Etc cetera, etc cetera, Then Firstly, I would. You need to get to a point where you're earning what we just discussed. You know, if you yeah. earn an average salary twenty twenty eight thousand, you should be uh, just about okay. Yeah, but yeah. then it's the duty it, because this is a priority of mine. I need to be proactive in upskilling myself so I can start to earn thirty five, forty, forty five k a year. Yeah. You know, and that might be a two, three, four year process okay but if it's a priority then you'll be willing to do it right so it always comes back to priority if it's not important to you you want to live the way you know a lot of people live in the uk where you know the mother works the father works you put the child in daycare and all of that then you do that but i'm saying it's a priority i would suggest all muslims should make it a priority Mm -hmm. yeah and all humans to be honest yeah and and so what i would do is i would Uh, I would go about looking at what are the highest high paid you know high paid in-demand jobs and bit by bit I would try to upskill myself to the point where I could get promoted in my same job or I could move into another job you Mm. know and it's difficult like I'm not saying it's easy but what I'm saying is if it's a priority you'll make it happen
1: oh yeah and it depends what like when we talk about marriage in general and we talk about priority once again that people have different understandings for example you're saying oh it's expensive to live um it's expensive to to if, if only one person's working it only depends on what that marriage expectation is is your expectation that you're going to travel every year or you're going to go on holidays all the time or you're always going to go out mm. and, do you understand like this i know it sounds really blasé but this sort of instagram couple sort of marriage yeah. where everything is an adventure all the time 24 7 or mm. what is your intention to get married was to basically start a family. And that's what the priority is for myself. Mm. You know, it may differ with other people for myself. The only thing I was interested in, the only reason I wanted to get like, the main reason I wanted to get married was to start a family. Right. That was, mm. that was the main core thing. It put, mm. it, it honestly, it wasn't because I wanted to have these huge romantic adventures and, 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 Mm. live my life like a movie you know that wasn't necessarily in my understanding but for some Mm. people that expectation's there like yeah we're going to work hard and grind together and it's going to be like this flipping uh story of uh, starting from the bottom and together we're going to be rich and god knows mm. what else and are going to be in a different destination every year or every few months
0: yeah um, but you 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 can do both right it is possible but i know what you're saying you're saying priority is is to build a family but, and
1: stuff this this expectation sorry mm. this expectation is because a lot of it comes from people that haven't had kids yet right
0: yeah yeah, yeah so what true.
1: happens is I, you know my wife's told me about this i've come across the same sort of stories where uh a, 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 a woman will have a child and suddenly she'll realize how much she doesn't want to leave, mm. and it kicks in. And I remember that. Mm. I remember that coming happening for my wife, bro. I remember mm. she, we had my boy, and mm. my wife, uh, mm. like only a few months later, got mm. a job at a hospital. Mm. I remember I used to drop her off there before I go mm. go to work. But I remember every morning mm. she was crying her eyes out because she wanted to. Mm. She missed her son. Yeah, you know, she yeah. missed my boy, and I just thought this isn't fair, bro. Like this, isn't, mm. this isn't right. It doesn't make sense because I yeah. remember when my mum had to do the same thing with me to the extent mm. where my mum had to leave me in Morocco and come to the UK and work, mm. and then she had yeah. to do the same thing in Tunisia, mm. leave me in Tunisia and come to the UK mm. and work. And mm. I remember my mum talking about that. She still talks about it to this day. It was the hardest thing she ever had to do in her life. Yeah, do you understand? And that—that is—that yeah. is, that is the sacrifice. Upscaled, really, mm. and a lot mm. of us come from backgrounds where our parents had to leave us in different countries mm. to come back and work. Yeah. My wife's the same thing; I went through the same experience. She was left in a different country because that's where grandparents tend to be. Mm. Different countries to be raised there for a bit, while the parents came back to the UK and yeah. maximised the income. Yeah, you understand. And she, yeah. my mum, says to me still to this day, it's The biggest regret of her life. She mm. missed the, the the age that my son is now. These these pure sort of unforgettable experiences i'm having with my son now my mum missed out on them because she was working Mm -hmm. and she she couldn't even you know it wasn't like she could come home after work and see me Mm. you know yeah so that's why the philosophy kind of carried over to what we've got now in terms of when my wife you know hinted or or had this sort of idea that she didn't really want to miss out on on Mm. my son then i was Mm. completely for it And I see the benefits of it now. And I don't mind, yeah, things aren't always easy, and whatever, Mm. and it can be a struggle sometimes. Mm. But the reality is, if it's my priority, then it's my priority. Yeah, exactly,
0: yeah. And uh, I just took a look at, um, so I talked about upskilling yourself to try and earn um, more money, right? The average salary in London is actually 36K. So if you're average in London, you'll be fine. If you're a little bit above average... Yeah, now you easily start going into the 40, 45k, you know, territory, you know, like it says, on average, software engineer will earn 45,000 pounds. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, project manager 42,000 pounds. So, um, again, it's it's a case of slowly but surely working towards um, earning more. And again, if is it a priority? Yeah. The other thing is, again, questioning assumptions is you live in London, do you have to live in London? Yeah. So you can you can live in uh, other parts of the country and earn maybe a similar salary, but your expenses are a lot lower. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another thing. And then a third thing is, do you need to live in the UK whatsoever? Yeah, because um, I know of places for sure. I'll give you real numbers. For example, you can live middle class, nice lifestyle in Istanbul, one of the biggest cities in the world on uh, in pounds it would be about 650 pounds a month if you earn that online somehow whether it's working remotely freelancing your own business um, or even setting up a business in turkey or getting a job in turkey then you can live with that small salary you can live comfortably in turkey um, i know it, you can live in uh, dubai or maybe Sharjah. you can live on about hmm, yeah you'd you need about thirty six thousand pounds uh, to live there maybe in that same kind of thing obviously no taxes uh so it's a bit different but again same thing you can live yeah. in pakistan on about again i think maybe 600 pounds a month so again is it a priority if it was maybe you would upskill yourself maybe you would i'm not talking to the the, the woman um emailing us i'm talking to the man who's thinking at how to make this happen for his family mm-hmm. um you can upskill yourself you can upskill yourself and maybe move to another part of the country you could upskill yourself and uh maybe look to move abroad whether it's uh, freelancing or business or remote work somebody i heard of just yesterday he works for sap you know uh is a big accounting firm i think right and um he uh he just set up, up a, an agreement with them where he's going to work in Dubai he's going to live in Dubai uh his job is technically in the UK he's still paying UK taxes i think but he's living in Dubai and they agreed yeah. that so he has an actual kind of 9 to 5 but he's just working uh living in in UAE so um so yeah there are many options if you make it a priority and it may take you 5 years but it's worth it you know if it's a priority i think it's worth it so yeah. that's my thing. The thinking.
1: biggest struggle is that I think that the mi- in terms of practicing Muslim sisters, I think generally speaking, I think uh, there's no argument that if they were given the option to to not have to work, then I think they would take mm. it, like generally speaking. I don't think that's the issue. Yeah, yeah. I think it's finding brothers that are confident that they can take care of their family mm. when when it comes to like getting married. I think that's what sisters struggle with a lot. I think sisters might struggle with having someone approach them who is financially capable of looking after them, so what yeah. they do is they default to this expectation that they're gonna have to work because mm. I don't know how many practicing brothers I've met that have this automatic like all the brothers that I know that you know I hang out with and maybe because we're all like minded but all the ones that I know don't their 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 wives don't necessarily work and they don't have this mm. expectation that she should, yeah, you know um yeah. So it but depends, you're saying, it depends on what circles you roll with, basically. Yeah, it does. It depends on what circles you roll with. It depends on what expectations you have. and Yeah. And I but don't obviously know, like,
0: every potential couple will have this conversation, surely.
1: Oh, yeah. I think the, the, the where we find a lot of sisters sort of falling to is just trying to do stuff from home, whether it's... You know, stuff based around entrepreneurship, social media, online websites, e-commerce, whatever you want to call it. There's bits like that. There's things like that, and I think that's empowering. I think that's uh, something that benefits them in terms of yes, sure. Have your you know, this is what goes back to what we were saying at the start of the whole episode, talking about technology and empowering people. Mm. You know, there's things that the services that that women need that needs to be run by women for women. Um yeah. and we can't get around that and that's just reality. There's mm. you know, there's things like that revolve around even your skills as a mother that we can't like I mm. remember being being uh sent to um what's it? Uh childminders and stuff, right? I know mm. that sounds really weak to some people, but that's actually an incredible skill, like that you can look after kids. So why not open your mm. your services to other people, you know, mm. who need their kids look, looking after? For example Mm -hmm. for a few days a week or whatever That's that's still you're still getting something That way this is if you want to be active if you want To sort of stimulate your mind or whatever There's all sorts of things I think we limit ourselves To thinking oh I'm at home that's it it's the end Kind of thing when yeah yeah, I'm
0: fully against that by the way like In I know like in Algeria a lot of women do that where They don't work and then they also Don't do much really at home like they instead of picking up a book they would like clean the floor three times in a row (laughs) yeah Um, i'm not like a fan of that i think time is precious for every slave of allah and they need to they need to convert that time into ajr somehow yeah so so yeah I hope I think this is a very thorough like discussion of the of the of the question I think it, it's really it's really good I think uh, maybe also I wanted to say as well that maybe how rigid I am maybe it's been a bit under, misunderstood because I remember saying in one episode like ultimately um my wife has has that kind of main role like as as the mother and and stuff but when when anybody needs help yeah then if she needs help, then I'll come and help her, of course. Like, I'm not, like, so rigid in that way, I wouldn't say. Or I aim not to be, at least. Um, but, of course, you got to understand how everybody grew up with certain norms and certain culture, right? So yeah, what what I took the example from, maybe, is is Algeria, where, you know, I guess I took my model of the family from Algeria because that's where, when I was visiting Algeria, I always... I just thought this is the way it should be kind of thing. I don't know where I got that from, but and so I kind of modeled off them kind of thing. Yeah. Um and and so that's why I've come to this it not that it's definitely not the only reason because I always try and observe and question and so I am still convinced after questioning, but you know I think you got to you got to you got to question a lot yeah. of the things that are assumed in general.
1: Yeah. I think like I mean my model is tends to revolve around my mom and dad a lot Mm. Um, i mean they did equally work a lot together but Mm. then at home they equally did a lot as well there were certain things and there's still certain things now in my own marriage that i just wouldn't do my dad was just never done yeah you know like my dad i don't think my dad's ever changed their nappy okay i do okay let's not Uh. let's not get it twisted i do Mm. but it just shows us certain things that for example for myself yeah. I remember having this conversation with my wife, actually, I was like, mm. I've never, I'm never going to clean the toilet. Like, that's just mm. in terms of like bleaching it and get, you sh- do you mm. understand what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, not, I mean, I'll clean it after I use it. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. But yeah. in terms of like doing all the bleach and all of that stuff, like, I've never mm. done that and I don't think I ever yeah. will. Mm. My dad has never done that. I don't think mm. we ever will. So, mm. it, but what it,
0: about it, the opposite question? Go for it. Like, I personally, I, do, I actively do not want my wife to help me in my, like, main role. Yeah. You know, you, de- oh, you yeah. never actually hear that kind of discussion. Oh, this is,
1: like This was the argument that sort of devolved because I said, oh. um, you know, I said, to, I said to her that there's certain things that I do that you're never going to do. You know? mm. I said, you're never going to step mm. out and, and, and do a, an hour or two in my job. Mm. That's never going to happen. Like, that's accepted. Oh especially yeah. my job so yeah this is something we. but have the to thing expect. is i think
0: you the thing is i don't it's not just that. It's that you wouldn't even want her to even if you were if it oh, yeah, would, yeah, hypothetically yeah. she could help you you don't want yeah. her to help you you want her to just do her job and you'll take care of that even if it's difficult
1: yeah. and then there's middle grounds there's things that we both mm. do for example like yeah yeah like i said my dad when my my dad would always be in the kitchen like or, or, or mm. be helping or whatever like that was understood yeah. that was just what I grew mm. up knowing so mm. if I'm asked to maybe cook dinner one day or if I see, you know see she needs help or whatever it's accepted you know yeah and there's yeah. things that naturally just uh, just happen I think people worry too much about this I don't know if you know I don't know how realistically these things are discussed before getting married I don't mm. know about yourself if it was ever discussed mm. you think it's a bit
0: uncomfortable for some isn't it
1: yeah I mean for me it was as far as I can remember it was generally quite understood I think and Allah knows best but I think if anything I remember my wife saying that she was surprised at how different our families were in terms of how much men may have helped my family mm. as compared to hers so okay. and I remember there was that big difference like I think I don't know if it's an Algerian thing but judging mm. by sort of a, cultural differences uh, there is more of an expectation that m- men don't do as much in the house as a woman mm. does. Um, yeah. Whilst
0: it's like definitely the, more. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, but it's also the other way where maybe a woman wouldn't want a man to step in the kitchen. Like, that's an insult. Like, that's my territory.
1: Yeah, it could be. It could be, especially if there's people around. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we play out very differently when there's mm. other people around than we do when <laughs> there isn't, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's an element of respect there, yeah. an element of sort of keeping yeah. It, yeah. A good image of yourself or whatever, hmm. but it should—I yeah, don't yeah. think that should matter personally, because I w- Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think we. I think basically, ultimately, let's bring this back to the core thing, which is pleasing the wa ta'ala. and huh. I think, I think uh, a man should remember that anything, he, any act he does for his family is, is charitable, and he will be rewarded for it. And the Prophet Wasallam did used to help around in the house. And that is an unknown. Hmm. But yeah. you know, that wasn't his primary goal mm. His primary mission yeah. in this dunya Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. As By the way, I
0: looked into this uh, hadith Okay uh, that actually was asked about the Prophet said, What he used to do at home And then she said uh, yeah. He was yeah. at the service of his family Right uh, And I looked into it And what some of the scholars have said yani, What I found is that, uh, they, that She actually listed a few things he would do uh-huh. And I it's a long discussion but I think uh, it's taken vastly and it's taken out of context. Oh, to, oh no. Doubt. It's made it's used. That. Yeah, it's it's used in the western context is used to uh try to make it out that he was um you know changing nappies and washing dishes and cooking. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um which which was not the case. In fact, uh it's uh, she lists a few things he used to do. One of them is milking his goat, one of them is fixing his sandals, one yeah. of them is uh uh, There is one narration that says he would uh, knead the dough, knead dough sometimes. And what the scholar said, anyway, that I read is that they said basically he would do general things that a man would do at home. Yeah. Right. So the point of the hadith was not—it's not uh, what I understood. The point of the hadith was not to say that oh no no he he wasn't doing nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. At home. The point was actually if you read the whole hadith. Uh, because at the end she says, and when the prayer, the, the then came, he would get up and leave. Yeah? yeah. So the point is that what she was trying to say is that he was a man like any man yeah. and he would be in the house like any man. And then when it's time for prayer, he would get up and leave. Yeah. yeah. And so that's, let's put that was that, what she was trying that. to convey.
1: Let's put mm. that into what mm. today or what we would consider our know, general duties that are associated with a man at home. All right. Mm. Put mm. work to the side. There but it's going to be based
0: on the earth, isn't it? The culture that you're in. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: but like what I, yeah. I'd argue, I mean, a lot of our cultures mm. are similar because we grew up mm. in similar mm. environments. But like, you know, DIY things like putting up a shelf, okay, repairing yeah. something that's broken, right? Uh, doing the garden if you've got one. Like yeah. You don't want, you know, you'd want to do that yourself. Uh, mm. Certain sort of, I, don't know, I know, it goes back to repair work or whatever. But like, mm. even like cleaning the car. I mean, let's not forget car is something mm. that the, the whole family make use of so it's something that can't mm. necessarily be neglected or whatever like maintaining mm. that, that vehicle is serving yeah. your family as long as you're mm. doing it for as long as the, the main purpose of that vehicle is for your family and you're not just joyriding mm. it all the time showing up mm-hmm. because you've got a nice mm-hmm. car on your own you know yeah. but things like this you know that get over yeah. there um, yeah yeah
0: even uh, and also like let's say your wife is cooking and the, the baby is crying oh, you yeah. know she's she can't do both at once Oh, you know exactly. so obviously yeah obviously you're gonna Standard. also it's very important for fathers to spend time with their kids and yeah, stuff tubby, like that uh, etc. yeah uh, and, and that yeah.
1: time is valuable and that's that's yeah. a given bro that's a given yeah in the kitchen cooking i'm automatically yeah. with my son exactly now. yeah it's yeah.
0: normal <laughs> yeah normal. so a lot of this i think it's just navigating some of these modern uh phenomena you know like living in life being expensive and this and that um but I think it's we only, dealt with it pretty well, man.
1: It's only the thing is it's only expensive if your desire for more can't be tamed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't I don't think earning 30,000 pounds a year is an issue somewhere like the UK. You know, there's so many opportunities. Yes, some people are more disadvantaged than others, that's true. But if the average is earning 28,000, then, you know, if you put your mind to it and you make dua, then
1: it's just A lot of it is It's just going to be Why you want to make more money In the first place It's Mm. Is it Is there Is it aligning with your priority Of al-erkerah, Or Mm. is it just Because you've got this culture In you Of Mm. I need to be better And I need to earn more And I need to show That we're moving forward What does Mm. moving forward mean I think people People Mm. get worried About being stagnant For example I've been stuck at the same salary For such Such and such years Or I've been uh, I haven't made any progress or look at so and so He's he's mm. started when I did And look where he is and do you understand Look where I am and I'm still stuck here and blah 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 I think that's what's The, the issue that's irking people More than actually mm. Does it matter if you're mm. stuck In the same and I say stuck In quotes mm. in mm. the same Sort of um, Position For I don't know hypothetically 10 years if spiritually you're making achievements mm. because that, t- that yeah, and you have that a good relationship in, with your family yeah, that position you're in is allowing you to i don't know mm. at this present time study memorize quran serve your family mm. increase your knowledge of the deen etc because unless your financial I- increase is At the end result you want it for serving allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know pleasing yeah. allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm. why i don't know making Hajj Umrah whenever or or funding some sort of project that you have, whether that's internally in your family, like investing in your children or you know, charitable charitable work, works mm. or whatever. If it's not solely dunya related, then fair enough, mm. you could say, Yeah, you should be aiming to 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 mm. sort of try and earn more and stuff. But if actually mm. right now in the situation you're in, your spirituality mm. is increasing and you're still making strides, then mm-hmm. that should be your priority really.
0: Mm. But yeah I knows best yeah uh so just making sure we answered everything. how would you approach this if you're in the situation, what would you do wife oh she so she asked if basically me and my wife were working, how would you split up the responsibilities i mean I just wouldn't I'd really do all I could to not be in that situation. What can I say? I would really like i already said uh that some different options i am willing to move country to avoid that wow. i'm willing to learn a new skill like i'm willing to start learning software engineering to avoid that i'm willing to do ex- like i'm willing to do a lot to avoid that situation so yeah inshallah i wouldn't end up in that situation um, i think
1: that's because yeah. you're quite proactive in that sense i think i would end up defaulting a lot quicker than you <laughs> Maybe. But it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be. But I probably would. But I like. I think the most I would default to is what I said earlier, which is um, definitely not full time. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So period. yeah,
0: that's another point. Is like it doesn't have to be black and white. Like she's full time or nothing yeah. as well. Because
1: yeah. I just I, I remember having this conversation with her the other day where she said, uh, "Do you feel guilty that I'm not working or whatever?" I said, "To be honest, judging by the amount of work that you have to do in the house now." Yeah. All right. If I came home and that work wasn't done by either of us, and then we had to do that work mm. all together, mm. then we'd never see
0: each other again. Mm. It's a false economy, isn't it? Because yeah. you gain one thing and you lose another. Yeah. And, and we, we the, the problem is, you got to measure life. I know. I'm. And by the way, I think we've been a bit um, defensive. I don't know. We, I think we're we're speaking like she's attacking us. I don't think she's attacking us at all. She's not attacking but, us. She's attacking yeah, yeah. you. Oh <laughs> yeah, I, mean, nah, I, I don't feel attacked. I just uh, I, I feel like uh, basically the the mainstream culture is one way, and it's it's a big mass, and I'm like yeah. pushing back at it. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm answering in this way. Um, huh, what was I going to say? What was I in the middle of saying? I can't remember. Um, you said part time. Uh, it's not black and white. Working full time, part time. Uh, yeah, that's it you don't measure life and the the quality of your life by income do you it's a mixture of things so you might like that's what i'm saying false economy yeah so you might gain money but then lose time together lose um your kind of spiritual state your mental state so you just want to balance things up and keep the priority being obviously the and all of that and you know personally i'm 100 percent convinced that the structure of your family will directly link to your Akhirah. I fully believe that. So mm-hmm. that's why, you know, it's priority. You know, I was thinking as well, Muhammad, that maybe just the one difference between me and you is maybe we do equal action, but I just keep my like standards and goals high even if they seem unrealistic, yeah. you know. But I think, I think you're a hard worker, bro, and I think that uh, you would never struggle financially, inshallah, because uh, you just work hard. And anybody... Especially like in the UK, you know, somewhere where there's, there is decent opportunity, anyone who works hard, they'll be fine, inshallah. You know, yeah,
1: So I think, you know, I default to doing what I have to do, despite the fact that, you know, we've spoke. I've gone into many times in this in these podcasts about how difficult I find work sometimes and have done in the past, mm. um, and I've had this conversation with our own family who say, "Oh, just quit, just leave." I'm like, "Well, no, I can't do that. Why would I do that? I need to provide." Mm. Do you percent yeah. like some people would just quit, and that would be it and and they would accept that and i I can't I, it just doesn't make sense to me
0: yeah That.
1: Yeah. you know it doesn't it, it just doesn't compute that you would give up mm. on a on a um challenge mm. without replacing it with mm. something either equal or better mm. it, it doesn't yeah. make sense to me, um despite how hard things could be, but um yeah. that's my job bro that's my role, yeah. that's what I'm here for. <laughs> May Allah
0: reward you you know in the Jumu'ah last you know Friday prayer in the khutbah he mentioned a hadith of uh I'm trying to recall it because I remember reading it before and then he reminded me of it in the khutbah it's yeah. basically a man was he was like digging something or he was farming or something like that and then some of the sahaba went past him and they said uh Something it's something like you know why are you like wasting your energy on this? you could just go go to fight vis Allah, mm. and you know, and the prophet ﷺ corrected them, he said, if he's doing this for his family, I need to earn a living, then it is visabil Allah. like it's yeah. the same as if he's going to fight so uh, I remember that as it's a, a good one to remember always
1: my my advice to brothers is with that in mind is to just have that intention there. I Mm. think that can be lost a lot of times. Mm. I think um, it's easy Mm. for brothers to to sort of regress back into this. Kind of going back to what we were saying earlier when I talked about that colleague of mine, to have this sort of midlife crisis and then think, oh, I haven't done anything for myself or looked after myself or kind of, I don't know, having this sort of, oh, missing the bachelor life nonsense, Mm. you know, Mm. when actually... What did you get married for in, in the beginning? Mm. I think brothers, seriously, like if you're listening to this, seriously, if you're thinking of getting married, then please have that intention that you're trying to start a family and you're trying to look after a family, not because you just want a partner, um, mm. because that just wanting a partner is a bit shallow. Because once you've achieved that, then what? Then, mm. uh, then everything else technically just looks like it's getting in your way. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like if you're if you're having a family and having kids and looking after them doesn't appeal to you, then don't mm. bother. Mm. Honestly, because what you, what you end up doing is just damaging that that blessing of yours.
0: Mm. Mm. I think the the way it needs to be seen, you know. And I was writing something about this the other day. The way men need to look at it is, it should be your pride. Your pride is to provide for your family, you know, mm. to protect them if need be, and all of that and equally the woman's pride is to you know raise children that do great things and raise well-mannered committed uh children they're committed to to allah you know and uh and to you know again it's, it's it should be her pride as well to to have a very presentable tidy house you know mm. and all of these this is your pride yeah it's, do something to that you can be proud of you know not something that's just fun or enjoyable but something you can ultimately be proud of yeah. and um I think that's something that maybe has been lost a little bit, you know, it's like, oh, if I can avoid working and still make money, then yeah, let me do that. But what happened to, you know, feeling the pride and it's like, this is my thing, I did it, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think there's a lot to be said about that, man.
1: Definitely, bro. There's, you know, some of the the, uh, most amazing moments is you know, honestly, when you like shut the door behind you after saying goodbye to your family and knowing that you're going out for a purpose and then that moment where you put your keys through the door and you, you come back home. Mm. Knowing that you've you've been out for a reason, for a purpose mm. for this family that you're returning to, and then seeing your kid like excited to see you. Every mm. day, bro, like my son just freaks out when I cut home. Like when I put that <laughs> key through the door and I step in, mm. like you just hear him like shout my name. And yeah. and this it, it's an amazing feeling and that's what keeps you know, that's what reminds me every day of this mm. is why I'm doing this. Like I'm doing this mm. for them. And Allah knows best if you know that experience is, c- can be uh, emulated by, a, uh, by mm. a woman at home and uh, ideally it should be ideally it'd, it'd mm. be great if they could see what they do at home as service mm. to their family
0: yeah. yeah and maybe maybe just close off with this this thought Annie. Really, that i think a lot of what we talked about today is up to the man you know yeah and a man needs to lead his family and, and be proactive to whatever level he has to be and he needs to make his wife feel like you know he's he's providing for her. There's no harm in her needing things from him. The financial things she's offering something in the, in the in the family, and he's offering something. And um, ultimately, you know what? You know you should the men. You know you should you should be doing what you can. You know trying your best. Not everyone will achieve it. Let's be real. Yeah, but you should be working to yeah, yeah. put yourself in a situation where you know your family's com your your, your wife is comfortable. You, you're you're able to. Uh, you know afford things and um, Making your wife feel that she can Ask if she needs and all these things You know it really does often come down To the man so It's something to, to ponder on isn't it hmm. Okay Gotta go to Salah and I guess you gotta Go somewhere too Suleiman oh, never course. never uh, interrupted us today But I think my son was uh, was uh, Causing a bit of background Noise so uh, he did, but,
1: um, I heard your son Suleiman did open the door and then I sort of saw a glimpse of him And then someone must have kidnapped him <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> Alhamdulillah man. Alhamdulillah Okay man, uh, If if anybody has any further Comments, you know, on this or any other Topic, then really appreciate If you get in touch with us, like you heard in this Episode, we can really It's really good, it's really Um What's the word it spurs us on it gives us A lot of content to talk about when We get these kind of questions and comments So please uh, contact us or Go to mindheistpodcast.com And you can either email us Or fill in a, a what's it called Anonymous question and um, We haven't asked for a while But if you're listening on uh, the Apple Podcast then drop us a review inshallah Let us know what you think And uh, yeah any last Words Mohammed?
1: Um uh... Just be, be, be good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Be good, boys and um, girls. Yeah. Be good, <laughs> boys and girls. Look after each other. Have good intentions and and be grateful. One last thing, actually, is just if you are in a marriage and your husband is working is his 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 butt off, then just say thank you for everything you do for us. It makes a world of a difference, bro. Like when my wife thanked me mm. for being at work and stuff it literally just transforms my day mm. I think I think yeah. that's what can be quite dark sometimes is that maybe a man does work his ass off and he just unfortunately maybe doesn't get the thanks that he'd like not that he mm. needs thanks but it just makes a big difference and same mm. vice versa bro vice versa if a man can come home and say to his wife you know what you've done a great job today thanks for this and this it just it's gratitude mm. bro and if you don't thank the people, then you haven't thanked Allah. subhanahu all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that's something women need need a lot, man. Like, uh, I don't think men men thank their wives enough. Uh, maybe vice versa as well. But, yeah. Okay, bro. Let's close it off, inshallah. And, uh, yeah. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika Shadwana ila la anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaq. Asalaamu Alaikum wa everyone.